So I kind of want to talk a little bit about who are my gods, how did I find them, and how how you dedicate yourself to you know, one god, two gods, however many you feel it necessary. Um, but I follow a few gods from a couple pantheons. Um, it's one of the perks of being a heathen. I had a connection with a few of them, but I've only dedicated myself to two. Um, I'll never dedicate myself to another god, and I'll never you know, be able to get rid of the two that I've connected myself to, not that I'd want to. Um, when you work with a god, you develop like a friendship connection. It's kind of casual. Um, you work with them for smaller things, and then, you know, as your relationship grows, it becomes a little bit more two-sided. Um, when you dedicate yourself to a god, you make yourself like a vessel for them. You know, they're, you know, from then on, they guide you through everything. Um, the God that you choose to get dedicate yourself to needs to be someone that you want to emulate, someone that you idolize, uh, someone that has the characteristics that you want in yourself. Um, with me, I follow my lineage pretty closely, so I... You know, I wanted to find a God that worked with, you know, my ancestry a lot. Uh, excuse me. Because, you know, I, I feel like my ancestors led, you know, a really solid path that I want to carry on. So the gods that I work with a lot are Tyr, Odin, the Morrigan, and Astaroth. Um, I'm only dedicated to Odin and the Morrigan, though. Um... I'm dedicated to them because, you know, my bloodline has, you know, had a lot to do with combat and a lot to do with, you know, um, with defending people who won't defend themselves, realistically. Um, so these guys have, you know, they've kind of shifted my life and shifted the way that I see shit from being, you know shitty little 18 year old and you know, knowing everything and not doing anything about it and they've you know they've tested me they've forced me into who I am now you know you'll have to prove yourself and you're you know, you're gonna be put in very uncomfortable situations with them that's just the name of the game you know you're they're probably the two gods that'll test you more than any other you know because both of them are you know, strategy, both of them are war, both of them are, you know, that fierce, the fearlessness in battle, you know, that's a lot of the shit that they, they put into people, and on the same hand, it's that knowledge aspect of you're always learning, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I work with Astaroth a lot is because, you know, even though I am a heathen, I still think that, you know, uh, land spirits and demons and shit have stuff that they can teach us. And he is, um, he's a demon of forbidden knowledge of everything that you're not supposed to know, you know. So I, I like working with him a lot because he kind of, he kind of tests the boundaries of what you're willing to do. Um... You know, and like I said, you'll you'll have to prove yourself a lot. 
you you have to make yourself stronger so that they can you know so that they'll they'll continue working with you and I've you know I've come to the point where I've been told that I need to learn so that I can help others which you know is the obvious the obvious order of everything you learn it you teach somebody else to make sure that you know it correctly and then you know you refine what you know they're going to have a bunch of questions that forces you to go back and relearn so you can reteach somebody else so that they can have a bunch of dumb questions that you know you got to go back and it's, it's a never-ending cycle you know you'll never know enough and you'll never be invincible to the point where you have all the answers you know but you'll it'll be increasingly harder you know to catch you off guard um i didn't know i didn't i didn't really choose these gods you know they found me you know when i was 18 i knew i wasn't who i wanted to be I was a shitty little hippie and thought the world owed me something. I was a little shit and thought I could take on the world and call on a warrior goddess to help me, you know, make my life easier. You know, that wasn't at all how it worked. I dedicated myself to the Morrigan through a blood oath and it was the best thing I ever did and I had absolutely no idea what I was in for at the time. You know, she made my life hell. I was kicked out of my parents' house my car broke down, I damn near lost my job, all my friends turned on me except for a few friends that I moved in with, you know, I was on my own with nothing but a shitty attitude and no discipline. I struggled and I didn't want to admit that it was because I was shitty every time I tried to get ahead and I was shot down because I was a little whiny bitch, like realistically. And I cried to everyone about every, everything was someone else's fault, I took no responsibility and that's not how you see the world from a protector's lens you know it it doesn't work that way you know until i looked in the mirror and saw myself really saw who i was and really saw how pathetic i was i saw i said i would do anything to not be that guy you know i looked for one thing to improve so i started running because, you know, I didn't know how to work out. I'd never done it before in my life. It was, you know, it was totally foreign to me at that point. And, you know, so that's where I started. I started running. I would run a mile. I would do as many push-ups as I could, as many sit-ups as I could, and whatever exercise, you know, I could find on YouTube. And it, when I started out, you know, I did 10 push-ups and I couldn't pick myself off the ground. So I rolled over. I did like maybe six sit-ups, could not pick myself up off the ground, so I literally just laid there and, you know, and I thought to myself, like, you know, how, how am I going to survive if I can't even pick myself up off the ground right now, you know, and that was, you know, that was before I knew what I was going to be doing with my life, you know, so I was just trying to live my life and I couldn't do 10 push-ups and six sit-ups and so I'm like you know what whatever I know I can run running's easy you just got to keep your feet moving so I thought I'd go for a run I stepped out of my apartment and I you know I just started running whatever direction and I made it to the end of the parking lot and I couldn't breathe you know I could barely stand my legs were so sore 
that I didn't even want to move. I ended up just walking back to my house, you know? And it was a really humbling experience, you know? Um, but after that, my life got a little easier and I found a starting point. I realized that was only a part of it though. I needed to learn to carry myself. So I worked on my posture and how I present myself to people. I would find something to improve and you know, the Morgan would show me what I needed to do until I started going to bars, you know, with my mom, my friends, her friends, whatever. And I wasn't really a fighter, not at this point. I was when I was a little bit younger. And uh, you know, I saw things happen and I couldn't just watch it happen anymore. You know, I started sticking up for myself. I started realizing that I was worth sticking up for. You know, I started getting confidence in myself and, you know, for people who wouldn't do it themselves, like, you know, I was the person who would step in and say, hey, you know, you're worth sticking up for yourself. You need to fucking learn how to, you know, no one else is going to do it for you. Right. So, you know, I started sticking up for people and I was finding ways to improve myself so that I wasn't helpless anymore. You know, I didn't worry about people trying to hurt me or my family. I, you know, I feel sorry for the motherfucker who tries because, you know, like, I, I want people like that to die really slow, you know. Bad people deserve bad shit, and I love to be the one to give it to them. Like, that's just, that's how I started thinking after a while, you know. Then once I realized, you know, maybe, like, the warrior path is for me. You know, I knew I wanted to follow my family's footsteps. You know, we fought in every single war back to the Crusades. You know, it's, it's documented. It, like, I've seen all of our draft papers. I've seen our enlistment papers. I've seen my name carved into the back of the shield for the Knights, of the, the Knights Templar. Like, it's, it's well documented through my family history, you know? So... You know, I found the best mentor that anyone could ask for. And he talked to me about heathenism, you know, and I was immediately curious. You know, I looked into it for like the next year because I'd always considered myself a druid. But the only thing I didn't really like about, you know, the whole druid faith is that they, they don't, there's still that warrior path. But they also believe in non-aggression a lot more than I do. They, you know, a lot of what I was taught as, you know, a druid was that fighting was your last option and it, you know, you didn't really need, you needed to take a more diplomatic route beforehand. And I didn't really connect with that, but I didn't really have anywhere else to go. So I just kind of, you know, I followed, I followed what I thought was right at the time. You know, I tried to learn all that I could about heathenism, so I learned the runes, I learned the lore, I learned about the gods, and you know, and I was meditating, and I imagined myself in the woods just walking, and you know, I didn't really know what I was walking towards, but every time I was meditating, you know, I'd be walking through the woods, right, and I felt at home, I felt at peace, and then one day, I find myself walking, and I end up at a lake, and there's a man in a chair and he asked me why I was there. I looked him in the eyes, I told him I was finding where I belong, you know? And, you know, come to find out, you know, after, uh, you know, maybe one or two times, 
that was Odin that I was talking to. And me and him, you know, we talked and he told me I was weak. He told me I wouldn't find my place because I didn't have the heart. I, you know, I told him like, you know, fuck you, I'll prove you wrong, you know? So this is where I stopped caring about, you know, people's feelings and quit focusing on my emotions. And I became, you know, a very blunt person, you know? And, you know, I don't hide what I think because, you know, I think it'll serve you well, you know, because it doesn't, you know, you need to hear the harsh truth. You need to hear the reality of the situation or you can't fix it. Now, does that mean that I'm just going to walk up to somebody off the street and say, hey, you need to fix your life because, you know, because you're not eating right or you're not in the gym or because, you know, you can't afford groceries. So you must obviously be a piece of shit. No, that's not what that means. What that means is that, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, why, you know, why is... Why, why am I always broke? Well, you're broke because you eat out for every meal and you've never had a budget and because, you know, you have no idea what you're doing right now and you need to fix your shit. You know, you need to figure out what your priorities are and you need to figure out where your money's going, A, and how you can fix that, right? You need to figure out exactly what you're doing with your finances so that you're not making dumb decisions, you know? And you need, to, you need to learn more, you need to fucking fix yourself. So, um, it, you know, it was kind of hard at first because you have to get past that, you know, that, that shit of some people just don't want to listen. You know, some people want you to fucking tiptoe around their feelings and shit. And, you know, that's not, that's not me. You know, I can't do it because I feel like it's a disservice. Um, you know, when I realized I don't need to, you know, display my emotions or wear my emotions on my sleeve, you know, I realized that I don't have anyone who can persuade me to do something I don't want to do. You know, I don't, I don't fear my gods. I don't fear demons. And I don't bow down to anyone or any cause. You know, I live based on my own morals. I base, I live my life based on how the gods see that, you know, see fit. So, you know, I set the highest standard for myself, expect nothing less than perfection, and I only set, accept, you know, the reality I control and nothing is out of your grasp, you know. You're never defeated until you accept defeat. You know, and the gods don't accept defeat, they accept death. That's it. You know, so it's one of those things you you don't get the comfort of, well, I guess I can't do this, so I'm just gonna stop trying. You know, that's not the attitude that you need to take, that's not the attitude that you need to keep, because that's not gonna get you anywhere in life. You know, if you can't make one goal, you know, then you need to figure out why you can't make that goal and you need to fix that. You know, if it's important enough that you said, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, you need to quit with your failure mentality 
of, you know, I trying is good enough. I need to figure out, you know, figure out what you can do to accomplish what you set out for, right? So when you're looking for your gods, you know, when you're trying to decide, okay, who's right for me and who do I need to, you know, work with, work for, work towards, right? My decisions seem over the top to a lot, right? I have reasons for the decisions I've made and you you don't have to deal with the repercussions. I do, so I don't give a shit what you have to say. Um, When you find your own gods, you'll be drawn to the pantheon first and it'll be really weird. Just, you know, you'll hear about it and then you'll immediately you know, you'll never be able to learn enough, you know, it'll, you'll sink into it, you'll envelop your entire life into it, right, it'll be an obsession, it's all you think about, it's all you can focus on, you know, when you start researching the pantheon, you know, you'll find gods that you attach to, right, they'll pop up more and more until you can't avoid it, you know, learn all you can about the gods, about their positives, about their negatives, because every god has positives and negative. Any god that only has positives is lying to you, okay? Any, you know, any deity that only has negatives, someone is lying to you, all right? Find your own answers. Make yourself a representative to the characteristics of your god, you know? Would you choose you if you were in their shoes, right? If you were, you know, standing at the throne and some snotty little whiny bitch walks up and says, hey, you know, I want to serve you. I want to work for you. I want to bring you honor. You know, you're not going to accept that. You're just going to be like, no, go fix yourself and come back, right? Or, you know, you're going to take it as a challenge and be like, you know what? Yeah, come on, I'm going to break you. You, I'm going to break you, I'm going to rebuild you, and you're going to be stronger, right? So would you choose you if you were in their shoes? That's number one right there. You know, but the most important part is that they will choose you, okay? Not the other way around. It's, you know, there's been many a times that I've had gods come to me in my sleep and dreams, or my wife is you know, woken up from a dream and said, hey, babe, who is this? You know, they came to me in a dream. They told me their name and they told me to find them, you know, and, you know, lo and behold, here you go. You've got someone who wants to work with you. Um, you know, if they want you, they choose you. If they don't, they'll dwindle away and they'll be out of your mind, right? Now, this is the tricky part. If you do start working with a god for an extended period of time, if you do start working with someone for an extended period of time and you want to kind of make a direct connection, right, that's when, you know, you start looking into a blood oath, right? Blood oaths are nothing to take lightly. Blood oaths are for life. Blood oaths do not give you the opportunity to walk away promise you to try it's not good okay if you do a blood oath you'll be theirs you know they mold you into the perfect follower into exactly who they want and they make sure that's what you want right so make sure it's what you want your life is to bring honor to the gods 
you know, and that's through you do their work for you, for them, right? You know, I honor Odin and I honor the Morgan through, you know, taking care of my family, taking care of the people that I let into my circle. You know, for other gods, it'll be, you know, things that you'll be guided to do, right? I, you know, with all of this being said, you know, you'll know when the time comes, right? It's not going to be one of those things where you meet somebody one day, you meet a god in your dreams one day, and then you wake up in the morning, you know, and you cut your fucking finger bleeding all over your altar. It's not how that works, okay? That's stupid. You're being irresponsible, right? You wouldn't meet some girl at a bar and fucking marry her in the morning, you know? That's not how an oath works. Take time, learn who they are, learn how they act, because some gods, they're great, but they're not for you, they're not for me, right? You know, but when you decide to dedicate yourself to a god, you know, know that you can't go back, and you'll never be the same, and you're in the hands of whoever you follow, no matter if you like it or not. So choose wisely and don't be a dipshit, okay? Your, your path is going to be your own, okay? So no one can tell you that there's one specific way to be, one specific way to worship, one specific way to, you know, to dedicate yourself. I have always been one to think that you make your own rituals, right? That doesn't mean just go off the cusp and just start throwing shit together, call it an altar, and then, you know, that's it. What that means is learn, right? Learn about your God. Learn the offerings that they like. Learn the, you know, the materials that they work with, you know, and that's, you know, that's kind of how I built my altar. Everything on my altar was, you know, was made by stuff that was given to me, okay, and when it was given to me, you know, most of the time they're like, you know what, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but, you know, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'll take it, I'll find some kind of use for it. Right? And it's never, it's not even anything that's like a big deal. Right? Somebody brought me a little stump that was probably three inches thick. And when they brought it to my house, they're like, yeah, I don't know what to do with this. You, know, you could probably make a rune set. Right? Kind of down make little blocks. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm going to cut the top off and I'm going to make some candle holders. And boom, Shazam candle holders and I'm a better man for it and it's it's never something that's going to seem like super significant it's gonna be you know little things and you're going to have to solve problems right you're gonna have to find what they're trying to tell you and the more you work with them the more you realize those little details that you're working with, you know, and the first sign that I got that I was going to be dedicating myself to Odin was when I was in a training exercise and the whole time, you know, I had two ravens that followed me through the entire exercise, okay, two of them. Everywhere I went, every time I stopped, 
every time I moved, every time I did anything. When I woke up in the morning and I brushed my teeth, there were two ravens, always, sometimes more, but never less, always two ravens that followed me through everything. And, you know, I walked up to them and they didn't scatter. Like all the other ravens would fly away except for these two, you know, and it was super weird. So when I came back, I said, you know what, like that's, that was what I needed. You know, I needed to know that, you know, I'm being watched and I respected that. And that was when I dedicated myself to Odin. But that's, I mean, that's the basics of it, is you're going to need to build a relationship. You're going to need to find why this is the god, goddess that you want to follow. You know, and then learn, teach, relearn, teach, relearn, and keep moving on, okay? Well, that is going to wrap up this one because I'm trying to get, you know, all of my blog onto here. So the next couple posts are probably going to come pretty rapid fire, but once I get done with everything that's on my you know, on my website, that's when I'm going to start some more content. So if there's something that you want to look into a little bit more, something that you want me to look into for you, and I'll do a whole series on it, let me know, leave a comment, like, and subscribe so that I can get a steady, you know, steady little following, build up a couple people, kind of chill. You know, I'll, you know, I'm going to try and start posting a little steadier, probably once a week, more likely once a month, because, you know, it's going to be kind of busy for a little bit. But I'm going to try to keep on top of this for y'all. Um, yeah, let me know what you think down in the comments, positive or negative. I like negative, constructive comments. They help me get better. All right, don't be scared. <laughs>